Hello and welcome to The Better Business Show with me, Tom Idle. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up this week. One of the things that often frustrates me is people with great energy and ideas spending years planning without actually getting out there and just doing it and trying it, whether it's setting up a new business or trying to get your company more engaged in like running a sustainability program within your company. My advice would be start small, iterate, learn, learn from what you're doing and, uh, and, and just build it. Yes, we're with Hermione Taylor this week, founder of Donation, the donation platform that isn't after your cash, just action. Stay tuned. Yes, welcome back to The Better Business Show. This is episode 47. Uh, Thanks for coming back to us and tuning in. If you're coming to us for the first time, then where have you been? Uh, This is 48. We've done 48 of these now. Um, But, you know, if you are coming to us for the first time, you're in luck. You've got 47 uh, 47 other absolute dynamite episodes to work your way through. They're all on our website, betterbusiness.show. So get yourself over there to have a look at the back catalogue. Um, yeah, so we've got one more show coming up uh, next Monday for you, and then we're going to have a couple of weeks off for the Christmas break. And I promise you we'd be doing a survey asking for your views on the show and what you don't like, what you do like about the Better Business Show. Well, that will go live this week. Um, so keep an eye on our various social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, uh, my LinkedIn page, um, then you won't miss that because we're going to be shouting about that this week. Um, if you don't know, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Tom Idle. You can find me on LinkedIn as well. We have a, a Facebook page, so check that out too. Just search for The Better Business Show uh, and start following us on Facebook. Um, also, if you haven't already done so, please do sign up to the newsletter. Um, you'll find the subscription box, on again, on the website, betterbusiness.show. Uh, just give us your email address and you'll start getting that right on with today's show now a few weeks ago during one of our friday five shows that actually went out on black friday we moaned about the whole concept you know consumers rampantly chasing out to the high street or or going online trying to bag themselves a bargain for something they probably don't need it's a phenomenon that has come to symbolize everything that's wrong with consumerism here in the 21st century. Now, what we didn't mention was that three days later, Giving Tuesday, the perfect antidote to Black Friday, designed to encourage online charitable giving, produced record-shattering donations. There's an organisation based in New York called the 92nd Street Y, which is credited for launching the event in 2012, and it said that contributions reported by organisations across the US and abroad for a 24-hour period totaled $168 million, up from about $170 million in 2015. It said that there were roughly 1.6 million donations coming from people in nearly 100 countries. Blackboard, the uh, software company that serves many non-profits, reported that it processed $47.7 million in online donations on that Tuesday for more than 6,700 organisations, a 20% increase in giving over the previous 12 months. It's clear there's a real appetite for charitable giving right now. Not a week goes by when one of my friends on Facebook or connections on LinkedIn is not taking part in a marathon or a triathlon and trying to drum up donations. But as my guest on this week's show quite rightly says, there's a move to giving 
more than just cash donations. Hermione Taylor is the founder of Donation, an online platform which encourages people to give by changing their lifestyles and behaviours to help ease the burden on our beloved planet. Here's Hermione to explain exactly what she's up to. Hermione, how are you? Hello, I'm well, thanks. Well, I say that I am on the tail end of a stonking cold, but hopefully that won't, won't come across too badly. Okay, so give give our listeners a sense of uh, of where you are right now. What, what you are you sitting in your office? Are you? Where are you? Yeah, I'm sitting uh, in a little meeting room in our office down in Aldgate East, um, which we share with. Uh, we're actually sitting within one of our director's offices. It's a fashion tech startup, so Ooh. quite a different world to our world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trendy, trendy office um, meeting room with a big map of the world behind me. So. Okay, thank you for setting the setting the scene for us. <laughs> so, so do nation. Um, it's been a, a labour of love for you, really, these past few years. And, Has. Well, I say uh, past few years. I mean, it's a good number of years now that you've you've been running Do Nation. Uh, for those of our listeners that are not familiar with you or the business that you've created, give us give us the pitch. Right. So yeah, Do Nation. Um, it's all about action and doing. Funnily enough, uh, it's built on the belief that that our personal actions they really matter. That together cliche as it might sound they really do make a difference both to our own health and well-being and to that of the planet um and also the belief that kind of our actions are actually the best way to show decision makers that we have a real appetite for change because another good old saying is actions speak louder than words yeah Uh, we really live by that it sounds like you've got your pitch down like perfectly nailed yeah (laughs) how much much of your working week do you spend explaining what do nation is uh a, a lot not so much of the working week it's more the uh <laughs> all the <laughs> evenings and social time people ask you know what you do and I find myself having to say it again and again yeah. constantly trying to find different ways because I get bored of saying it the same way but <laughs> and then I guess let, let's go into the detail of, of the platform mm-hmm. and how it's used and there's, there's two there's two basic ways to use the platform isn't there there's kind of a an individual's campaigns and, and pledges, and then there's also a way that businesses can use it. Let, let's focus on the exactly. way in which individuals can use the site for starters. And, and, sure. and they use it, in, I guess, in much the same way as people use things like Just Giving or anyone, you know, those other sort of donation-based websites where you say, hey, friends, you know, I'm running a marathon. Come and give me some money to support a good cause. But your, I guess it, your site uses the same principle, but it's, it's different, isn't it? Tell, tell us how exactly. it works. So, so yeah, you've, you've kind of nailed it there. It's what Donation is, is, is that online platform where anyone can, can either make a pledge or lead a campaign to raise pledges from their friends, family, or in the, in the company's perspective from their colleagues and employees. Um, so those campaigns you create just like you would on just giving or virgin money giving, uh, can be for anything. We've had people, creating them for running the marathon or doing mud runs to wedding gift lists or, and Christmas presents and things. If people are really committed to the cause and they say, look, I actually don't want stuff this year. Can you just make some pledges to the planet? Okay. Um, a few people doing that. That's not the most common cause, common way. It's, it's mainly cycles and runs. And, and um, yeah, then, then instead of asking for money, or instead of donating money, um, their supporters donate actions. Okay. Um, so things like what? Like cycling to work, like saying they'll eat less meat, or uh, they'll only buy sustainable, um, buy things with sustainable palm oil in them. Maybe they'll okay. shop more sustainably by from uh, you, you, 
I think you've interviewed a few good sustainable fashion uh, companies. Uh, so buying from people like them, all sorts of different actions, really simple things that um, are easy to do, but together add up to make that bigger difference. Right. And so can users come up with their own pledges or is there kind of a set list they can choose from? How, how does it work? We've actually, we've created a set list uh, that people choose from. Uh, the reason for that is most people actually want to be prompted and get, be given ideas. Otherwise, yeah. there's just so many options. You kind of draw a blank. Um and if you've got a really clear idea of what you want to do, you're probably going to do it anyway. So, so we give people the list. The other reason for that is it allows us to develop a lot of information and advice behind each action and, and metrics too. So when you go to make a pledge, say if it was the easy example is cycling to work, we would ask, right, so how far are you going to cycle? How many days a week? And how would you have traveled otherwise? Mm. So you can customize each. You could say you're only going to cycle one day a week or you're going to do it. 14 times twice a day you know Um, as extreme as you want to go and through that data we're able to calculate how much carbon and water and waste uh, you're going to save from that okay okay and so what are the what are the most popular things that that people pledge to do presumably Um, presumably the easiest ones are they or in part, yeah the most popular one through and through is um eating less meat Okay. Which surprised me actually, because I thought that would be a really hard one to but it's not we're not about going vegetarian, it's just actually eat a bit a bit less meat. Yeah. Um, right. Close behind it is tea time, which is boiling less um water in your kettle, just as much as you need. That's obviously a super easy one. In fact, it saves you time and a bit of money. Um so it it's kind of a no brainer once you start thinking about it. Within workplaces, the most popular is usually step up, which is um, taking the stairs instead of the lift. Okay. Uh, which, again, it's like it's got a clear health. Um, I think most people do that for the health benefits rather than the environmental ones. But um, it's a nice, easy, easy habit to get into. Yeah, because the you know the cynic in me says, well, people you know who say oh, I'm going to cycle to work, well, they were probably going to do that anyway, or or then maybe they want to save some money because you know they, and they don't want to eat red meat. But I guess that doesn't that is besides the point, isn't it? Really? Yeah, and actually, most of our what we ask people at the end, kind of right. So when you were making your pledge, what um, did you? What was your awareness of this action? Were you trying to do it already? Were you already doing it? Were you thinking of doing it? Uh, had you no idea that it had a good impact or something you should be doing kind of thing and the most common response is that actually people have been meaning to do it for a long time i think 69 percent of our users say they've been meaning to do it this just gave them the nudge to actually get on and do it yeah right which i thought when i set it up would be educating people and people didn't know that that eating less meat had an environmental impact but actually i totally underestimated people's knowledge most people it's that value action gap most people know they should be doing stuff they just haven't quite pulled their finger out and done it yet that's interesting so you're not necessarily educating people you're just you're just giving them a little nudge the little incentive they might need to actually shift that behavior people know what they should be doing or what they ought to be doing but they they find it hard to make that shift don't they yeah yeah and once once they've made that commitment publicly to in the case of the individuals they're making it to a friend they've said you know often you see people go okay you're cycling to like in my case, I was cycling to Morocco. I was like, wait, you're cycling to Morocco. I can cycle to work. Yeah, or, right. 
you're, we had a guy climbing Everest. I was like, okay, you're climbing Everest. I can probably, and you're probably not going to have a shower in a few weeks. I can probably handle having shorter showers <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, or yeah. turning the thermostat down a bit if you're, you know. So, it, and because you've made that commitment, you know they're doing something much bigger. That drives you to like actually completing it. But also you've, you've told your friend you're doing that. And, yeah. and all of your mutual friends have probably seen you're doing it too because it's all publicly listed. And, and um, you're held to your word a bit more. Yeah, that's right. And I, I think about tra- traditional sort of donation sites, and it is all very public, isn't it? Even the amount that you're yeah. that you're donating, and, and you don't want to look like a cheapskate, and you, you, <laughs> yeah. but also you don't want to be look like you're showing off either, do you? And I guess the same kind of rules apply. These sort of social rules apply with with donation, don't they? Totally. And you want to be seen. You want to also be seen to be supporting them because it yeah. becomes, I think, possibly more so than the financial sponsorship. It becomes more of a talking point because mm. you wouldn't be like. Oh, how much did you sponsor Tom for the marathon? Yeah. That just wouldn't be wouldn't be a kind of socially acceptable thing to say. But people do get, oh, what are you doing to support Tom? Or what I'm doing this, and people start talking about about their actions. And a that drives people, you know, they don't want to be shown up for being like, oh, I actually didn't bother. Mm. Um, but b it it gets people talking about sustainability in a way that they don't normally have the social license to. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's one of the things that gets me really excited. It. it it's kind of getting the importance of a lot of these actions out there and discussed and um, in a way that they're not normally. Yeah. And I'm going to come on to talk about how you kind of track the impact because I think it's, it's mm-hmm. more it's more kind of important in the context of, of maybe the companies using the site, I guess. How, how do companies yeah. use the site? So in a very similar way, we used to see them as two very distinct uh, things, but we've kind of realized over the years that actually they're very similar it's companies run campaigns uh to get their employees making pledges the only difference is they're not running marathons necessarily or doing mud runs they are often using it around green weeks or nutrition months or new year's resolutions um or just part of an ongoing engagement campaign mm. often they have different campaigns kind of pages for different teams so they might have different officers competing against each other or different departments um and so we then create leaderboards for them and so 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 there's a kind of pro version of the platform that allows you to create these leaderboards yeah um i think that's one of the main features for businesses but also they can customize it so i said i said we create that list of we've got a list of do actions for people to pledge from yeah there are currently 52 actions we're actually about to add four that i can talk about later because they're kind of interesting um but it's kind of over 50 actions on for individuals they're all available but businesses can pick and choose which are relevant to them we can create ones for them as well um it might be that you know well for for paka tea we've been working with they really wanted to promote tea time boiling less water in the kettle so that that was a promoted action but they might not have been so interested in other actions we're working with a, a lot of universities so they want to cut out install solar panels because their students are pretty unlikely to do that yeah yeah yeah. and then obviously they get the reporting angle too and and is that usually the way in where you've got an organization that maybe wants to save money if they're they have a lot of students living and they want their students to be to be sort of leading more sustainable lives is that usually the way in there's there's a sort of cost saving element to to pledges and and the way this works um Yes and no. I wouldn't say usually. It's it's often the way in. Um, mm. 
with some organizations that's more kind of obvious than others. So Unite Students who run um, hundreds of, of student properties, like accommodation across the country, they're running a campaign with all of their, their cities competing against each other. Yeah. Now for them, their students' behaviors have a huge impact on, on their cost line because you know, they're living in, in their properties and, and, and energy is just included in, in their rent. So, right. so for them, yes. But for others, actually, it tends to be more about culture um, and yeah. building a culture of sustainability. And so from the kind of the softer side. Yeah. And we know that companies find it so hard to get their employees to really care about energy mm. sustainability. Why is that? Why do companies still struggle with this, do you think? It's just a pretty dry topic, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. We I do think, our best to, to sex it up, but it, you're right, it is. I think yeah. energy itself. I think, I think also it feels quite distant. Um, if you're talking just about energy, sorry, sustainability as a whole, as you're demonstrating through all these podcasts, it is not dry. There's lots of interesting stories there. Mm. But often within a company, it's kind of the CSR department or sustainability department doing their great work, but off on the side um, and others don't feel so involved in it or even yeah. aware of it. Um, and in my eyes, the best way to get people aware and involved is, is through actively engaging them. And that's exactly what we're, we're just trying to do. Yeah. And I wonder how important the kind of the competition element is, yeah. You know, in internal yeah. teams as well people are incredibly competitive aren't they especially in workplace kind of activities <clears throat> yeah interestingly um so so we send surveys out at the end and i was really surprised to see when we asked people like what motivated you to make your pledge wanting their team to win was one of the least common responses hmm. which really surprised me because all of the companies we've spoken to, they've been like, oh, the competition works so well. People are so competitive. Um, <laughs> people kind of report back that they wanted to do their bit to support the company and the program and, and sustainability and climate change. But then I drilled down into it and you realize that the people who, who said they want their team to win, they're the team leaders. They're yeah, the people right. who, and, and so they're the people that, are really competitive because kind of their names are to it and some clients have even done that the lacoste had four teams and each of them was named after the team leader so it was like ernest's team kate's team and emily's <laughs> team and stuff so they like they felt ernest kate and emily, they they were mighty competitive <laughs> um and that drove them to get all of their team people in the team involved for mm. whatever motivated them and each person responds to totally different motivations some you know, we'll do it for the planet. Others will do it for the competition. Others will do it because it's actually going to improve their health and well-being. Sure, uh, sure. The money. And I mean, creating impact is something that we've we've spoken about so many times on the show uh, about how you kind of measure that and how do you know you're having the desired impact with something like the platform you've created. I mean, you've got so many data points, haven't you? And I guess for some pledges, it's it's more difficult than others. I mean, you know, walking up the stairs is very difficult to calculate what the impact is going to be on somebody's health. But I guess, I mean, have you been able to measure exactly what impact you've had from an environmental and social point of view since you started? So, yes and no. As soon as we talk about data, I'm like, oh, there's so much more we could do with the data we have. We've got um, almost 22,000 pledges. 
have been made on the site. And each of those has a whole series of data attached to it on what was pledged when, whether it was successful or not, um, to what extent it was pledged, what other benefits the person experienced and all of that. There's so much more we could do with the data. But um, what we can see is the total, I mean, behind each individual pledge, we have, as I mentioned before, carbon, water and waste metrics that the consultancy ERM calculated with us. Um, so we can see that in total, from the pledges that have been made and confirmed, because we asked people to come back and confirm how they did at the end. Right. And roughly, well, it's now kind of 48% of our users do come back and confirm, which okay. obviously we'd love that to be, to be much higher, but um, actually to have almost half of our users still actively engaged after two months, that's pretty good going in terms of tech, tech platforms. Yeah. Um, so anyway, based on that, we can see that... Uh, our users have saved 1.3 ton, uh, 1,274 tons of carbon uh, and 30 million litres or 31 million litres of water and um, 43 tons of, I'm, I'm reading it off the site right now, trying to interpret all of the, the different <laughs> decimal points. Um, but yeah, we can, we can see that data and how that distributes across the actions. It's kind of interesting. Um, and and is is that what is that what motivates you when you can um, see when you can see that impact? I mean, obviously, anecdotal stuff is all well and good, but I guess when you've got data that shows this, you know, this is what this is what impact you're having. It's it's amazing, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think in terms of the carbon, water, and waste. To be honest, like there probably would have been easier ways to save save two thousand tons of carbon <laughs> than than this. But <laughs> it's not just about that. I mean, that's. That's really nice and it's important. But what really excites me is when I hear the stories of both from individuals about like, wow, it really made me think about my actions and it's really engaged me. It like got me thinking about sustainability in a different way. That's motivating. Mm. What's really exciting is when you then hear stories from people about what that's gone on to do. Yeah, uh, right. And one girl, I mean, both from a business and from that wider change that we're trying to create, kind of angle there's a girl who she she pledged um to support one of our first users who was running the london marathon a few years ago she then um i think she's actually made a few pledges so she got involved in it that way she's now just got her company signed up um she's a, a kind of comms consultant at a pr firm and in january they're going to be launching a campaign with 250 employees. She's totally leading it. She's developed amazing leadership skills from it. She stepped up as being, like sustainability wasn't in her job title at all. But because like following making that pledge and getting involved in sustainability through that, she's now leading a sustainability program across her company and developing amazing skills as a result of that. And Mm. it's those kind of seeing that happen and seeing her development, because I actually happened to meet her at the beginning when she was when she was involved, seeing how she's gone on that journey. That it's, it's those stories that really excite me. And, and did you, did you uh, expect those stories? Like, was that part of your vision to think, okay, that's really where I want to get to. I want to be hearing those types of stories in the future. When you, you know, if you sort of go back a few years and think about when you started, you, you know, you had this idea for the business, did you expect to get to this point? Well, yes and no. I, 
we changed a lot since I started, but actually we haven't changed at all, at all at the same time. I did expect those stories, but I didn't expect to be excited by them in the way I am. I kind of, the viral element of what we're doing is inherent in it because one person creates a campaign and inherently wants to ask all of their friends to support them. And they're then on board. And we always, you know, the reason I was excited by starting it was, wow, this could really grow and scale into something quite powerful um, that could create change in a big way. But I saw that always as um, the change it could create from the people making pledges point of view. What I hadn't really acknowledged is actually how it can then help the people running campaigns to develop those leadership skills and just the, the, the empowering nature of it. I, I don't like using that word because I find it a bit cheesy, but it really is empowering uh, for the people running campaigns. And I hadn't, I hadn't really anticipated the importance of that side of the journey, which I now just can't underestimate. Yeah, and if you start talking about impact then, you know, what's on your spreadsheet and on your website is just, you know, the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? Totally. The impact you're able to have by changing behaviours and getting people to think differently, whether they're at work or at home or or whatever, they might be coming to your site for the first time having not thought about sustainability issues at all. Yeah. Um, It must must make you feel very proud of what you've you've, uh, created. Uh, yeah, I guess it, I guess it does day to day. I'm so close to it. Um, I don't often get to step back and be like, huh, yeah, I know that's, that's pretty cool actually. (laughs) And there's no one else doing it. No one else out there doing what you're doing, is there? Uh, no, there are people doing similar things, especially on the corporate side. Um, you know, trying to engage employees using competition and pledges and things, but we're the only platform that kind of is available for individuals and anyone can really just go and create a campaign through the site right now today um, mm. and get going. Yeah, so we're, as far as I know, uh, there, are, there are similar-ish, yeah, as I say, there are similar things, but nothing. Yeah. Now, we, we've got some, some great people tuning into the show. You know, some of them working for big business, looking for ideas, you know, inspiration to take back to their own companies. Some are doing that, but also have their own kind of vision of, of starting their own business. I'm sure there's lots of people out there like that. Some have already taken the plunge and they're at various stages of running a, a startup business. What, what advice do you have, Hermione, for, for people jumping into this world of, of creating a better business, of, of, of you know, providing a service like you are? What advice would you give? Just get started. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's advice for a whole wide range of people there. But so, so the one kind of universal bit of advice I would give is, yeah, just give it a go and iterate that agile model, like, I see too many people, one of the things that often frustrates me is people with great energy and ideas spending years planning without oh. actually getting out there and just doing it and trying it. Um, so wh- whether it's setting up a new business or trying to get your company more engaged in like running a sustainability program within your company, my advice would be start small, um, iterate, learn, learn from what you're doing and uh and just build it 
good advice, Hermione. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Uh, we, you know, we often bump into each other, don't we, at various events? Um, yeah. Sometimes on the streets of Shoreditch. Yeah. Uh, which have <laughs> uh, I always enjoy hearing what you're up to and uh, and how you're kind of continuing to involve Do Nation. It's such a smart platform, and I urge all of our listeners to go out and, and check it out. Um, start pledging and campaigning today. But Hermione, thanks for joining us here on the Better Business Show. No worries. Thank you very much. Hermione Taylor there, founder of Donation. Uh, another great example, really, of how businesses can create huge positive change in the world, even if it is just one pledge or one action at a time. Have a look at the website, wearedonation.com. Uh, you'll find out all about Hermione, all about the, the organisation there, or maybe start, start a pledge, uh, start a campaign, get involved. Now, before I go, just another quick reminder to sign up to the Better Business Show newsletter. Just go to our website, betterbusiness.show, and uh, hit that big box at the top there. Give us your email address. Uh, but that's it for another week. We'll be back again on Friday for our last Friday Five Show of the year. Um, and then next Monday is our last show of 2016. Uh, a very special end of year uh, sort of review. So have a look out for that. Uh, but until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>